program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 38. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. It's been a weird week on Wall Street as financial road warriors have breached the gates and begun plundering all that sweet, sweet capital from the coffers of the more deserving robber barons. This made the greedy landlords of the hedge fund kingdom quite angry, sending them crying to their Uncle Sam to stop the madness. Some think it might be too late. Democracy has come to Wall Street. Or... Could a new regulation blitz be the final shoe drop that reaffirms everyone's gut instinct that average Americans are not allowed to participate in the wealth game? Finance shenanigans are not the only thing that got weird this week. Uh, Vice presidential stepdaughter got her ticket to the ball. Charles Manson has found a bizarre new afterlife. And the military was caught trying to weaponize space-time. We'll tell you all about it in our What in the Weird segment at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi from behind her newly reprogrammed communist Bloomberg terminal. And because he's been short squeezed to his limit and he just can't take it anymore, I'm also joined by perennial hater of the poors, Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Uh, welcome to the revolution, folks. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome. Thanks for the nice intro today. Excited to be here. I need here. more of that. I need more of that. Yes. So, uh... <laughs> Because I love to make your lives miserable, uh, I've decided to do another game. So this game is uh, pretty similar to the last one. You're both going to get a chance to pick the, the correct answer. You get a point, and it's multiple choice. So you, oh, know, you know how multiple choice works. Yeah. With that, correct. let's start this week in multiple choice. We'll start with Tiwi, since you were the champion from last week's Mm, game show. Okay. I'm excited. Which GOP-controlled legislature introduced a bill that would give the legislature the power to toss out election results? Is it A, Georgia, B, Arizona, C, Michigan, or D, I wouldn't pick B if I were you? <laughs> I already forgot. Was it Arizona? Is it Arizona? That's B. You want to pick B? Okay, Michigan. <laughs> so C, Michigan. Uh, Jax, what do you want to pick? Uh, I'd probably say B. B. Yeah. Jax is right. Uh, that's my first guess. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Tiwi was fooled by the fake. <laughs> All right. Now, now you've learned a valuable lesson, Tiwi. Yep. Yeah. See the fake guy. I almost bought into the fake, but then I was like, ah, I. I know it wasn't Michigan, and then the Georgia, they just fought so hard against it, so had to be the Arizonas. That means, Jax, the next question goes to you. All right, here we go. Which of the following is an actual cryptid haunting Spain? Is it A, La Brucha Barazara, B, the Skunk Ape, C, Octasquatch, or D, Hilaria Baldwin? Oh, Boy, uh, I mean, D. I I really want to go with D. Yeah, you do because it's true. Uh, I'm gonna say B. B. The skunk ape. B. The skunk ape. 
Do I get Tiwi. Them? Okay. What was the first one? Again? La Brucha Barra I'm going to say Bar- that. That uh, one. That one. You both lose. Oh. C. Yes, it was the C, the Octasquatch. What? So, yes, in the summer of 1961, within the Spanish province of Vacaya, Archimedes Sanchez encountered a quote-unquote hairy octopus, the rust-colored cryptid that would later become known as the Octasquatch. Despite the fact that it only had four appendages, uh, the creature reacted to being within full blast of the headlights by raising one of its furry tendrils to cover its eyes from the light. Uh, they describe the creature's eyes as glowing, though it's uncertain whether they were self-illuminated or reflected from the headlights. Of course, like all these stories, uh, Archimedes and his other passenger were so frightened that they just drove away without taking evidence of the scene. But that is the legend of the Octasquatch. Okay. Mm. Yes. Huh. Okay. You both, you both lose. Yeah, sounds accurate. We're yep. stick with Jax because we didn't have any winners there. So, uh... Which congressperson once proposed that wildfires in California are the product of space-based lasers owned by the Rothschilds? The Jews, you mean? The Jews? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about there. Is it A, Lauren Boebert, B, Louis Gohmert, C, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or D, this is all just fake news? I actually had to look it up because I was fairly convinced that it was fake news, but uh, it is C. And uh, yeah, she loves, she hates the juice. Uh, Tiwi? I mean, why would I even like (laughs) C? Because he like just said he looked it up. Yeah, it's C. All right, so you guys both win a point. Uh, You're right. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, believes that space-based lasers created by the Rothschilds uh, shot and caused the campfire in California because she thinks that Jerry Brown, former Governor Jerry Brown, uh, it was part of his plan to create a uh, high-speed rail through Jesus. that area. Yeah, still, like, makes sense. The most complex like <laughs> theories. <laughs> Like, let's forget about the fact that they just got funding. Like, they got funding from Congress to do the high-speed rail. So it's like they don't need to use space-based Jewish lasers. Well, the other thing is, in my when I first heard, okay, that's your so that's your rationale for why that's the motive. There's such a thing as known as imminent domain. Like, that's I mean, that, right. you, don't, you don't need a space-based laser. You right. can just have the city just say, "I'm sorry, we're just gonna do it." I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I yes, it, it is. Far too complex for, I don't know, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. So are you suggesting that Marjorie Taylor Greene is a fucking moron? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Huh. Um, yeah. And I, I, she will definitely be the subject of, uh, of later shows because we could, I could probably talk a lot <laughs> about her and the problems that she brings to democracy. But also the, the fact that she is one of the kinks in democracy, you know, like, cause she was duly elected representative. So, you know, that's a, another story for another day. <laughs> All right. So we're two to one. Jax, you uh, get the next question. According to internet social theorist Vox Day, this male archetype is seen as the most desirous version of manliness to women, even more so than an alpha. Is it a, an epsilon B you'd be stupid not to pick a C Sigma, D, none of the above, they're all cucks. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll say A. A, Epsilon, Tiwi, what are you going to say? D. 
D? They're all cucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you both lose again. The answer is Sigma. What the fuck is a Sigma? Yes. So, uh, according to Vox Day, who is, uh, I don't know, he's an incel uh, whistler. Let's please uh, quote to <laughs> yeah. He says, God. the alphas hate Sigmas because they are the only men who don't accept or at least don't acknowledge their social dominance. Everyone else is vaguely confused by them. A Sigma is the guy who, at a party, is the one who stops to say hello to a few friends accompanied by a tier one girl that no one has ever seen before. Sigmas often like women, but also tend to be contemptuous of them. So, uh, yeah, Vox Day is, uh, he's on to something here. And I think that we all should start, you know, aiming our, our sights for Sigma-level manliness. Great. All over it. Great. So, uh, I guess sticking with Jax, you know, you know we're going to change things up. Because, yep. Jax, you clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're not nope. a Sigma. Absolutely. Uh, so, we're going to go with Tiwi on this one. Okay. Which prominent Capitol Hill insurrectionist is asking to testify at Donald Trump's impeachment trial to confirm that they were incited to riot by the former president? Hmm. Is it A, the one who stole Pelosi's lectern? B, the one dressed like a furry minotaur? C, the one who stole Pelosi's mail? Or D, the one who brought the bombs and guns? I'm going to go with D. D, the Mm -hmm. one who brought the bombs and guns? Yeah. Jax, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say B. Probably B. The one dressed like a furry minotaur. Yeah. So Jacob Chansey, also known as the Q Shaman, ah. who was charged with a number of felonies, is now saying through his lawyer that he would like to testify at Trump's second impeachment trial that he was indeed incited by the Orange Goblin to attack the Capitol. Beautiful. So, yes, it was the furry minotaur. I think they uh, should let him do it. Yeah, they should. Stroll his ass out there. But you know he's only doing that like to get some sort of like leniency. Well, maybe, but I also feel like he would also be like he 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 could be like a bomb that could show up there and then just start riffing on QAnon stuff, but also say that Trump is like actually innocent and you know, I don't know, I feel like it go it could go all kinds of ways, but yeah, it sure. would be interesting. I mean, he didn't get a pardon, so I think Trump <laughs> did lose a lot of those folks that were his natural allies. Um. So who knows? Maybe he would actually say That's talk true. shit about Trump. I feel like yeah, he kind of promised them that, and he didn't deliver. Is he in? Yeah. Is he? In, is he like arrested? Uh, I think he was again one of the guys that was let out. I don't think okay. he's still in prison. Mm. But didn't they? I feel like they. A lot of those people got re imprisoned. I don't think all of them did. I think there were some of them. Like the woman who stole Pelosi's computer was was thrown back in jail. Um. The guy who stole her mail was thrown back in yeah. jail. But a lot of them, I think, were released to their house. Because Lectern <laughs> guy, the guy who was uh, okay. who stole the, the lectern, yeah. did he was see, released. Did y'all see his attorney? I no. did. And that oh. was embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, so, like, you know, just uh, note to self, if your attorney, like, admits your crime uh, on TV – in a press conference and it's like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Like get a new attorney. <laughs> I was going to say like <laughs> how, like, I mean, one, clearly that attorney <laughs> set up that press conference yeah. and then said, I'll just wing it. I'll just fucking wing it. Yeah. And didn't consider the fact that anyone had asked him the question. So 
your client was had a picture of him with the lectern. Uh, how are you going to get out of that one? Good question. Didn't think about it. And then he like <laughs> just ticks off like all the parts of the crime that they would need to prove. Well, yeah, I mean, he was he was inside the Capitol. He was not welcome to be in the Capitol. He was carrying the personal property of the Capitol that he had taken from the Capitol. He was he was photographed doing that. Yeah, it's a tough case. Uh, all right. So, well, congratulations, Jax, uh, on on the 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 inaugural this week in multiple choice. You are crowned the winner. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, wear it well. I'm waving to my fans. Yes. Tiwi, you have one week to get your shit together and steal that crown. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our feature. From the shot heard around the world at Lexington to the sound of the guillotine knife on the streets of Paris, revolutions come suddenly and they come violently. At least that's how it used to go. In the year 2021, folks have traded the muskets and head cleavers for Robin Hood accounts and a Death Star approach to financial trading. But wouldn't you know, the billionaires are not keen on this new tactic of the hoi polloi, so they're asking the government to change the rules in the middle of the game. It's a recipe for disaster and a lot of hurt butts, which means... It's at the top of the pile of our rage desk. So by now everyone knows the GameStop story, but here are the bullet points in case you're completely out of the loop. A Reddit group known as Wall Street Bets began rallying its user base to start buying up GameStop shares after they identified that a massive boost in the stock price would cause a very profitable chain reaction if done correctly. Because a number of establishment traders had decided to short GameStop in the hopes of profiting from its demise and perhaps even hastening it. But when the Wall Street Bets crew began to buy the flagging stock, the share price began to rise suddenly, and the establishment traders were caught in what's known as a short squeeze, and were forced to actually buy more shares themselves, hoping that that would help them weather the storm. Unfortunately, the share price continued to rise to ridiculous proportions, at which point many of the billionaire establishment traders lost literally billions of dollars when they were forced to cut bait and sell their GameStop shares at a huge loss. Feeling royally butthurt, the establishment goons began to scream on cable TV that these evil Wall Street bets retail investors were manipulating the market, which is, uh, I guess, sort of illegal, and demanding that the government put a stop to it. So that is where we're at right now. Um, I'm sure both of you have been watching a lot of this cable news reaction here. Tiwi, what was one of your favorite reactions? The guy on CNBC who was, what was his quote? I think I sent it to you. The reason the market is doing what it's doing is people are sitting at home getting the checks from the government, okay? And this fair share is a bullshit concept. It's just a way of attacking wealthy people. And, you know, I think it's inappropriate. We all got to work together and pull together. He was so angry and, like, 
just feels like this is like a personal attack on him and like we hate the rich, but he apparently has a history of being a total shithead. So, so I guess, so when I was watching the cable news is I had an, there was an interesting take. So there would be the anchor and they would, they say what they kept saying that, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And then they'd bring on these analysts and Mm -hmm. the analyst would pretty much look like they've just taken a fucking, Bath, uh, uh, you know, like just they're, they're they're rumpled and they look like their 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 sleeves are all rolled up, their hairs askew, and they're just like kind of like clutching the the edge of their desk, leaning forward and trying to explain to whoever is listening, like stop doing this, this is ridiculous, like these people should stop doing this, and the anchor would kind of like step back and say, well, but here's the thing, why, like, isn't this? I, and I literally heard one, I think it was a CNBC anchor, or maybe it was a Fox Money, I'm not too sure. They literally said, what's the difference between what this Reddit group is doing and, say, any kind of like hedge fund manager who comes on to these shows to talk shit about a stock in order to drive it down, to help yeah. their short bet? Or the fact that they even say what to short bet on. The fact that they're all doing this in a collaborated effort. Like, how is that not the same exact thing? Right. And that's the the big, like, well, so what is market manipulation then if not just some word you use to attack another group of investors, you know? Um, It's it's kind of surreal to me. And this moment is very bizarre, but it also, like, opens up a huge... I guess I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's an opportunity, but it shows that there's a strategy that has been unplayed this entire time on the on the on the on the chessboard. You know, like there's been a strategy. You know what? Honestly, to use a a, a a nerd analogy, this it seems like what happened in the middle movie of Star, these last Star Wars, I can't remember what it's called. It's not the Rise of Star Wars, Skywalker. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, the Rise of Skywalker, I think it is, the middle one. When the the general, the purple-haired general, turns her ship back toward the enemy and then guns it for light speed and just destroys the enemy and everyone in the crowd's like, wait a second, you can't do that. Like all the you know <laughs> Star Wars folks were like, no, 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 that's, that, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You know, clearly in the canon, no one said you couldn't. So the writer's like, I'm just going to do this. Uh, And I feel like everyone in the establishment Wall Street crew is saying the same thing as the Star Wars hardliners is that you can't do that. Like, what, 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 what are you doing? You can't just turn your ship around and hyperdrive straight into a ship. And you can't, you know, coalesce a, a million $20 stock buyers and drive up the stock of a dying company in order to make shit tons of money. You know, like, like, like it's like, of co- it was always there. Clearly you could do it cause they're doing it. But now they're like, no, 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 no. You, you, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Uh, so Jax, I'm going to pitch it to you. What, what, what do you make of this strategy? Is it a good strategy? Is it a bad strategy? Is it a one-time strategy? What are your thoughts? I think it's like a one-time strategy. And I, I, and I come at this completely ignorant about how stock markets work. Um, but I did read a lot about it. And it, and it seems like it's kind of a one-off in that um, there are so many people with shorted money on GameStop that it sort of created a feedback loop that is kind of difficult to replicate. 
when when so many people bought uh the stock it it's but that said i i love it like i absolutely um it's like injecting joy into my veins when this sort of thing happens because <laughs> you know uh it it makes me happy that people are getting rich off of and people have people have gotten extraordinarily wealthy in the last few days off of this thing huh. and uh that makes me thrilled i did not uh however so <laughs> neither did, did we did you actually buy some gamestop uh, no like shares? i so i have a robin hood account um that i've like done nothing with and i didn't try to get gamestop because i kind of thought like okay the hype is kind of over at this point and so I was like, I'm going to buy what they're, what they're like pumping next. And it was Nokia and <laughs> AMC theaters, which I loved. Like the other one that they were pumping was AMC theaters, which was hilarious right. because like they're like, am I crazy in saying that like, there's not movies right now. <laughs> and so it's sort of, it's sort of funny that they're, so it's, you know, so I picked Nokia and then I forgot about it. And so I lost, I, I did lose some money on Nokia. Oh, did you hear so. on that AMC? This is as an aside. Uh, AMC apparently was $600 million in the hole. And because this, the Reddit, the, the Wall Street bets people were pumping that stock, uh, whoever was the fun, one of the big uh, capital groups that was, uh, that had, that held the debt on them was shorting them and in order to get out of that short they literally just said hey how about you just take this 600 million off the off the table and so they're like sure we'll take that so now they're back like i don't know if they're in the green but they're leveled <laughs> off they don't have 600 oh, million dollars of debt anymore well, um, nice. and now they're like holy shit we might be we might be around for another decade <laughs> but they were i mean they literally were looking at like okay we're probably dead by like you know 2 months from now and now they're they're like oh we might be a, an actual like an institution again that's great so it, it it is super fucking wacky yeah so like i did i did two things like i bought nokia and then i also bought dogecoin which are i don't know if you're familiar with dogecoin but it's like that um it's like a joke uh crypto um right. which i've bought them in the past just sort of like uh, oh, this is hilarious um <laughs> Well, explain why is it a joke crypto? Uh, it was so like some guy created it. It's like a fork, if I'm not mistaken, off of Bitcoin. And so somebody, some guy created it as like a, you can literally create a crypto coin for anything. And so Doji is that dog meme, like the, the um, Akita dog that like looks all okay. cool. Um, and... Then people started buying it, and he's just like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> so it's been around for like a decade now, and it was like covering it around like three cents a coin. And so I bought like, I don't know, I bought like four or 5,000 coins and then um, forgot about it. I bought it at like five cents a coin and then forgot about it, and it, and it apparently like spiked at like eight so I could have made a few bucks, but then I just forgot. So I, <laughs> I got I got busy. 
(laughs) Right, right. So, like, this is why I'm a terrible trader uh, is because I— You're like a robber baron. You just have so much fucking money that you just forget where you threw it. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got to get this Nokia stock. I'm going to make a killing. And then I'm just like, oh, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Sticking with the cable news thing, one of the things that that I was wondering about, and I've always kind of had a very kind of like— uh, baleful eye toward cable news because these all these anchors, all these people on on that level are making a shit ton of money, and so their interests aren't really aligned with the middle class anymore at all. Right. So, <laughs> so when I see these uh like this stories like this come up, and I start seeing a lot of stories that were really tilted negatively toward the redditors and the the retail investor. I had to wonder, like, do you have, like, a stake in this? Like, is it, do you have, like, a, a, a dog in this fight? And I feel like there should be some kind of disclosure for that, you know? Because there's so many other disclosures in journalism for conflicts of interest, but not so much here. Like, cause, And I think it's because you know, maybe some people are like Jax that just, I don't know where my stocks are. But I know a lot of these guys, I feel like the level of rage and anxiety that they were they were broadcasting on, on TV yeah. was indicative of like, oh shit, I'm about to lose my shirt. Like, yeah. I am getting fucked here. Like, stop, stop, people. I think it became kind of clear, yeah, that they were definitely not on the side of Reddit, like, by any stretch. I mean, I, I understood that, like, some people, I think, just don't like the idea of this movement, this like democratization of they, they 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 find it as being very low. This is their game, you know. We don't want the riffraff in here. The riffraff can do the indexes. They can do all this other like you know buy some bonds, you pieces of shit. Um, but they're not there to make actual moves. The the fact that enough of them got together and move the dial so much, you're not allowed. That should not ever there ever happen. And I think some people were just disgusted by that, this kind of, this this organization. But I do think that, yeah, there, there was definitely some people, and I think some people who, like, you know, are anchors or, or, or regular analysts on these shows who were, like, Jim Cramer. Like, like Jim Cramer came out and said, uh, okay, you made your point, now everyone sell off your stock. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah okay, Jim. Fuck, Jim. <laughs> Uh, so I, I did love that. Well, the the Robin Hood or the whole AMC and all of this shit, it's like affecting the whole stock market. Like, we lost a lot of money. I think it's just so volatile right now that everyone's kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Because it's not predictable. If they keep doing this kind of shit, like, you don't know how to play the game anymore. But the thing is, it never was predictable. I mean... Uh, let's actually, Tiwi, let's get to that in our, our next half. Does WMG-IMG have a master plan for dominating the United States? Has Charles Manson defeated death? Whatever happened to Jetpack Man? We'll discuss at least two of those subjects in our What in the Weird segment at the end of the show. But first, we will continue our discussion about the Wall Street Bets Davids versus the Goliath of the Wall Street Casino right after the break. Welcome, 
child to my den of iniquities. Have you become forlorn over the benighted state of subscription loot boxes? I believe the palliative to that terrible flaw is nigh. Lo, the bundles, the first subscription loot box that is exactly what you've been craving. Each month you'll receive a crate postmark from the Stygian Depths and loaded fat with all the Infernal Realm has to offer, such as some misbegotten fruits. Do not ask where they were gotten. Huzzah! And so much more, like reproductions of the tortured faces of some of our most famous residents caught right at the moment of agonizing palsy. Who wouldn't want to stare back at the grimacing countenance of the bard himself, William Shakespeare, or an ex-president, any of the ex-presidents? We have them all. <laughs> well, we're missing Franklin Pierce, but he had a very boring and tasteless life. For those with more carnal desires, we have sweaty soot straight from the fleshy folds of oversexed prostitutes and libertines. Don't knock it, it's quite the delicacy in the Nine Hells. Spread it on bread or all over yourself, we don't judge. We only punish the judged. <laughs> Beelzebundles has exactly what your soul craves and your sinful heart desires. Order now! To begin your subscription with Beelze Bundles, all you need to do is renounce your affiliation to any competing deity and swear an oath to Biel himself. Once your pact has been approved, you will begin to receive your first crates of Underworld Delights. All transactions are final. Beelze Bundles is a product of imaginary evil and should in no way be used or replace any ordinary loot box subscription. <laughs> So one of the things that I thought was very, very interesting about this, where we saw people coming together uh, in unity, was on the political sphere. You had the AOCs, you had the Ted Cruz's, uh, and you had the Steve Bannons, of all people, um, rallying on behalf of the retail investor. What do you make of this, this, this kind of unity here, and how long will it last, um, especially considering that these hedge funds and the moneyed people are the ones that get politicians elected. How long it'll last? I don't know. I feel like it'll last a fraction of a moment of time, but I think it'll last a little bit longer. Um, I, I feel. I hope they want to milk these people because <laughs> the hedge fund people are disgusting. You know, like betting on failure and even accelerating it is a disgusting kind of just voyeuristic sort of like vulture kind of way to exist. And the only reason they can do this is because they're like fucking crazy wealthy. So I really hope that people persist. But the problem is that, and I heard this analogy and I think it's so apt, that the Redditors are kind of like these insurrectionists in like they've stormed the Capitol, but now they don't really know what to do. And right. I mean, you know, what what do they do? Because it's like, you know, GameStop, let's be honest, it's GameStop. Like, this is not, not going to end well, guys. <laughs> are, are you saying that the uh, need for physical media in gaming is <laughs> is not a... 
that, that you would. I'm want saying to going to back. your mall, yeah, and purchasing <laughs> like a physical disc is probably not like high on the required uh, methods of getting that game anymore, right? Like mm. you can just download that. You might so, be onto something ever- there. This is like Blockbuster. You know, it's just uh, it's a dead concept, right? <laughs> is, Which is yeah. funny. Like, getting to your point about like how this is not really a long term solution. Uh, I watched a lot of these uh, Reddit memes on the Wall Street bets, and it, it has become something of a kind of a cult. It's about hold on, hold yeah. your bets. Um, we need more people. If you just keep holding, the, the price will stay high. The price will continue to climb, and we can we can get to that number. And and that's the question of like, what's the number? You know, like yeah. at a certain point, they, you have to cash out because you know that <laughs> that it's coming down. It's it, yeah. the whole yeah. thing is coming down. Like GameStop is not going to sell at three hundred dollars a share for much <laughs> longer. Would be my guess. Just a guess. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's at 325 right now. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't that put them in like the Fortune 500? <laughs> yeah, I think they they're trading higher than Apple, I think right now because <laughs> I think Apple was at 140 something. That doesn't sound right though. 131. But at the same time, you're right. Like what's what's the plan at this point? I don't think that there is one. In this case, no one thinks that GameStop is going to Yeah like succeed they just they just see this ladder of of wealth you could put any like it could be amc it could be nokia that this happened to and no one would really give a fuck they just want to get they just want money (laughs) you know like they just want to take a little share of the pie we're all harboring resentments from toys r us yeah absolutely well, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily I I, I want to think that it might be a little bit more a little less nihilistic than just it's all about getting a little piece of the pie, because I, I think that GameStop was specifically targeted to inflict pain on on people on specific right. groups, particularly hedge funds. So I think that there's a little bit more to it than just um uh you know for the lulls or to get a little bit of wealth and i think that like all good ideas they start with uh you know maybe good intentions but at least cogn like actual like explainable intentions yeah and like and like gamestop was is a meme stock like when people would come to wall street bets and be like what should i buy uh people would troll them and be like gamestop because like it's hilarious um but then somebody was like, wait a minute, there's a huge short on GameStop right now. We should literally buy GameStop. Yeah, and squeeze them. Uh, getting back to the political ends, though, and seeing how there is kind of a certain amount of unity between the far right and the the, the left. I bring this up because I was on Telegram on the uh, Proud Boys uh, <laughs> channel. And I started noticing that they're they're now promoting uh, third position fascism as their new kind of uh, kind of like ethos. And part of that is, of course, there's the the you know what you would expect a complete disavowal of multiculturalism and kind of like those liberal social uh, paradigms. But also attached is a very 
malign view of Wall Street and this crony capitalism. So in a lot of ways, they, it, when it comes to, fin- to financials, they sound very much like Bernie bros. And I'm wondering, is this an opportunity to bridge the gap and create a coalition between two common enemies, you know? I've often referred to this, at least to myself, <laughs> I don't know if I've told Jackson or any of you guys, uh, I call it the Treaty of the Margins, where you get the two marginal people who are so far distant from each other politically, and if you were able to get those two to come together, they would form a, a really unbelievable, strong party that could, you know, challenge uh, what Steve Bannon calls the uniparty of, you know, Democrats and, and Republicans. And I'll, I'll give this to one to Tiwi. Would you extend your hand out to a, a, a proud boy um, and say, you know what? We have – let's, let's just agree on this. Wall Street's got to go, and we'll just work on that. You know, we'll, we'll, from there, we'll just – you know, we'll, we'll move on from there. Tiwi, what do you think? Well, I'm pretty sure the Proud Boys wouldn't even allow me in the room, so I don't know that it would matter that much. Um, yeah, because I'm not a man, and they've made it pretty clear that it's a male-only situation. Like, I wouldn't be allowed to make a decision. Of course. Okay, you're right. So <laughs> they would pose this question <laughs> so, to your husband. Uh, would yeah. you let your husband, uh, uh, you know, extend his hand to the Proud Boys? Uh, no. Oh, Jack's yeah. good. So capitalist versus Proud Boys. Like capitalist fat cats with their fucking suspenders and their cigars. Or like Proud Boys with their button-up little polos and, and uh, yeah. you know. I mean, that's like a lose-lose. Like I don't understand. Like what's the. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather? Would I rather? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with capitalist because. Fuck Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Here's what's great about capitalism. Winners and losers. And Proud Boys are the fucking losers. I just, yeah, they're, I mean, I don't really like love capitalism at all. In fact, I think it's terrible. But. We have something in common with the Proud Boys. Yeah, but there, I mean, we also have lungs. So I have that in common with Proud Boys too. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking to uh, honestly make friends with the Proud Boys. Unless their entire ideology starts to become more centered on humanity, which I don't see that happening. That's not a key tenet of third position fascism. Yeah, so (laughs) we're probably not going to be able to have a conversation. (laughs) Well, you know, that's for trying. So (laughs) my stupid political philosophy is still dead in the water. Let's get to a lot of some of the the downsides. I think a lot of people have been hyping this up as a, a great democratization of Wall Street and all that shit. But I, one, as we kind of like pointed out, there's really it's not sustaining because in the end, even right now, the the sharks are circling the boat. Obviously, the, the price is so, so inflated that the second tier short sellers are already like, oh, shit. Now I'm really going to short sell because the profits on the end of this, because originally when they were short selling, it was like ten dollars or something like that. Um, and so they were like, you know, like they're gonna make like seven dollars a share, you know, if it dropped, you know. Uh, now they're gonna make, you know, I mean, we're on the end of this, the 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 vultures of Wall Street will be probably make a massive killing. Um, what 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 it leaves me thinking though is that one, the strategy is fairly ineffective long term, but it also, as as Tiwi, you, you I think you alluded to earlier, it, it it creates so much volatility in the market. 
because let's just say Wall Street Bets decides to aim their cannon at something else. And, it, and I feel like it'd just be arbitrary. It could just be any stock in the world. And they say, okay, everyone, let's just buy this. And again, create a Ponzi scheme. The first one in makes the most money. Just keep ramping it up, ramping it up, ramping it up. And at some point, when you see it, you just you know, sell at some point. Or, you know, whatever. It just becomes a huge game. Does this kind of volatility destroy the stock market? I think they're going to try. So the problem here is that they have, I guess, essentially been you know, speaking to each other publicly. So they like, it's not like they're trying to hide their positions or their plans. They're essentially like, we're all going to do this. And, you know, they go on their financial shows and they have it on their little blogs. And, you know, essentially they just assume that the plebes aren't listening, except the problem is that the plebes are listening. And so now they're going to have to try to make that more private. But then that kind of like harms their position, right? Because it has to be this coordinated effort. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And that that, I I will say to that end, I guess one of these guys who very vocally would talk about shorting, he'd like write a newsletter about what to short next. He's now been chastened. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm keeping my <laughs> shorts to myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which well, is, yeah. I mean, I, it complicates that kind of the, 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 the short whole process. Though. Yeah, because then it's like you don't get that killing. Like you all, you're going to actually have to guess. I think they're going to try to, it's almost again, like the analogy is just so perfect. It's like when all of those insurrectionists left Facebook and went to Parler, like they're going to find another outlet. Like, but they're going to try to, like, make it more secretive in some way. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't think the Wall Street guys <laughs> could really go anywhere, they, you know. Uh, but by and large, I do think that, and this is kind of what the the, the, the manic financial analysts on cable TV were, were constantly trying to pose as their, their greatest fear was that there's, there's people that are going to lose their money. Oh my God! All these people are gonna lose their money. Ah, uh, yeah, I think the rich people are gonna lose their money. Well, yeah, they they lost billions, but uh, <laughs> but the truth is though that there will be people who like say buy it that who are already in there, and I mean again are not savvy, or they'll just be asleep when the big sell off happens. You know, <laughs> and yeah, these are those late to the MLM people, the like trickle ones that bought the stock. The and the, I mean the actual physical like like thousands of leggings that they're gonna sell <laughs> right. for Lululemon. <laughs> yeah, uh, not Lululemon. What is that company called? Well, Lularoe. Lululemon. That's sorry. No, no Lululemon's the one that's still doing well. Lularoe is the MLM that went under. Oh. Uh, uh, I do think that that will the the fact that tons of people are gonna lose a shit ton of money when GameStop finally drops. And let's say Future says, has it dropped yet? <laughs> I think those people will be, if they're not completely wiped out financially, they might be a little more gun shy to jumping on board another one of these kind of Death Star financial moves. Um, so if it happens again, I don't know if it will have the same effect. You know, I don't know if, I, I think this is like a one-time thing. So with that, uh, let's get to our next break. 
Charles Manson is back and in the flesh. Find out the secret to his strange necromancy, as well as IMG's plans for U.S. domination and why the Department of Defense is spending gobs of cash trying to unravel the mysteries of the pie effect in our What in the Weird segment coming up after the break. And now for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. County Manager Timothy Sutton will be holding a town hall this week to discuss the recent reports of a mysterious radio broadcast heard throughout Nye County. Coined the Armagosa Valley Numbers Station, the broadcast has caused some alarm with its bizarre and sometimes graphic audio performances. Nevada Highway Patrol is warning drivers to be on the lookout for violent street racers. Frankenstein's Orphans Speed Gang are once again stalking motorists driving the old Spanish Trail Road to Tacopa. NHP are also instructing travelers not to stop for pedestrians or motorists anywhere in the county who appear to be stranded on the roadside. NHP says this has become a favorite robbery tactic of the orphans. Lastly, the Church of the Elder Cathedral will be holding a special ceremony at Trojan Park. The ceremony of planting the harbinger will see the church leaders plant the community's first ficus praenuntius seed here in Pahrump. Everyone is welcome to attend. The ceremony will begin at midnight, followed by a 12-hour celebration of the Harbinger. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin, brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Pahrump. Could it be that a modeling agency is trying to gain influence with the new administration? Is the Department of Defense funding a mad scientist to create a space-time weapon? Who knows? All it does is beg the question, what in the weird? Vice President Kamala Harris's stepdaughter, Ella Emhoff, will join top supermodels like Carly Kloss and Giselle Bündchen as a newly minted IMG model after appearing at Joe Biden's inauguration. Normally, I would say, who cares? Because I don't know anything about models. I have no idea who Carly Kloss even is. What caught my attention, though, was that IMG is part of Endeavor, who owns the UFC. And anyone who was paying attention these last four years knows that human thumb Dana White was all kissy-kissy with the Donald. He showed up at rallies and conventions to tote his milk toast endorsement whenever asked. He even bragged about how he'd take calls from King Maggot uh, in his own office from time to time. And this was all because Trump was an early booster of the UFC. Just a real happy accident on Dana's and Endeavor's part. But now, now that the Orange Goblin has been exiled to Mar-a-Lago, what is Endeavor to do? Well, in steps IMG Modeling to hire Ella Emhoff. Endeavor's back in, folks. 
Uh, so I've just detailed my brand new conspiracy. <laughs> uh, Jax, what do you think about that? What do you think? Do you think that, that uh, Endeavor is trying to ingratiate <laughs> themselves with the new administration as much as uh, they did with the old uh, orange piece of shit? Um, I think obviously that's that's exactly what's happening. Um, I like how you uh... – <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack with this that the folks at home don't uh, may not may not be understanding uh, why why the the inside joke here uh, is <laughs> yes. has to do with human thumb uh, Dana White. Uh, so it seems like there are no takers on my uh, we IMG Endeavor UFC slash Biden administration conspiracy it's a long one folks uh but uh you don't seem convinced so i will table that for the time being all right let's move on to the next one an obsessive man has gotten charles manson tattooed into his body so patrick booze an alleged charles manson fanatic is said to have paid six hundred dollars for two tattoos one on his forehead matching Manson's, which I believe is the swastika. Swastika? Yeah. Oh <laughs> and Helter Skelter to be inked above his eye. The 45-year-old said the killer was a quote-unquote prophet and that getting the tattoos was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, which he couldn't pass up. On top of that, Booze was able to actually secure himself uh, some of Manson's cremains from a former friend of the notorious murderer's grandson. Uh, so I'm going to call it Manson Lives, folks. Uh, TV, what's your reaction? Yeah, sounds like it. My reaction is that at 45, you should be able to make better decisions. But, you know, <laughs> whatever floats uh, your boat. It's not. I mean, it's not. A, it's not a bad investment. Only six hundred dollars. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much he paid for the actual Manson. Six hundred dollars. That's a terrible investment. Uh, I mean, you have a swa- uh, You have a swastika in the, the, exactly. the center of your fucking. You're forehead. like gonna get like punched <laughs> randomly by strangers, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe not in his neighborhood, <laughs> but the right. minute he tries to get on an airplane, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like he doesn't he want to be doesn't get on a lot of airplanes. I feel like this guy stays pretty close to home. Uh, probably, probably. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm sure he would have had friends. Who's like, ah, no, dude, that's not a great idea. I don't know what he means by the guy. The fact that he says he, the guy's a prophet, that Manson's a prophet, that should alarm a few folks in its elf. But not not the tattoos so much. The fact yeah. that he actually thinks that Manson is a prophet. Um. So, yeah, hide your children, hide your wife. Swinging it back to some UFC news, uh, the Huntington Beach Council will consider removing Tito Ortiz as the city's mayor pro tem. An agenda item forwarded by Mayor Kim Carr, Councilman Mike Posey, and Councilman Dan Kalmick asked that the panel do three things. Consider a no-confidence vote in Ortiz, Remove him from the position and identify another council member to serve as mayor pro tem for the remainder of 2021. Uh, Carr explained the move by saying, It's a leadership role. There are certain responsibilities and expectations that council members, the community, business leaders expect from their elected leaders. 
We need the mayor pro tem to be reflective of the community and represent the city the way that the community wants to be represented. It has nothing to do with his opinions. It has nothing to do with his political preferences. It really is based on his actions and how he conducts himself as mayor pro tem out in the community. Ortiz, a former UFC light heavyweight champion, has been noted for being really shitty at his new job. As fellow councilman Dan Kalmick put it, <laughs> He's been not interested in learning how to do the job. He was a no-show, no-call for meetings this week for subcommittees that he helps make the quorum on, so those meetings are, like, not held. I mean, we've reached our hand out to try to help make him successful in every way, and he has not taken that hand. So, Jax, I believe that you play city government from time to time. Uh, what would you do in a Tito Ortiz situation? So I'd probably put him up against Chuck Liddell. Uh, Deathmatch, like, make uh, Chuck Liddell choke him out and just keep choking. Um, no, I don't know. Like, why is he on the city council? Is he on the city council? Or is it like <laughs> yes, a commemorative thing? No, he got elected. That jackass, he ran and then was just like, yeah, I don't want to do it. Not only was he he elected, he actually had the record, like, turnout for his, like, people voted in a record numbers to elect him to the city council. Fucking stop electing assholes. Tito Ortiz is the GameStop of uh, city (laughs) councilmen, right? Like, a bunch of people are just like, fuck yeah, Tito Ortiz. Right. Uh, that that would be hilarious. Little did they know, everybody else was gonna make that make that vote. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I guess we're seeing we're, we're seeing the downside of uh, voting for the lulls. Yeah, if you volunteer for your community, um, expect there to be very long, very boring meetings that you have to go to. You got to do it. So stop being an asshole and just go or quit. Is this a paid position? Probably. Supposedly, Mayor Pro Tem is a ceremonial position, oh, so okay. it's not even like a real position. But hmm. according to the article, the Mayor Pro Tem is typically just kind of the next mayor. So uh, Tito, this, yeah. this this issue, if not dealt with, could very well be <laughs> a bigger problem in the in yeah. the in the waiting because he could very well be the leader of city government. Um, so. Tito is definitely not going to quit. It's just not his thing. Um, and sadly, Jax, for your analogy, I think I'm pretty sure that Tito Ortiz beat the shit out of Liddell in their last Bellator fight. So uh, even he can't save us now. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, it's pretty much over. It's doomed. This is another sign that we live in a pre-apocalyptic time. Uh, last story: military had plans for a space-time weapon. According to the website Warzone, the U.S. Department of Defense, the same organization that has struggled to create a service-ready F-35 joint strike aircraft, spent close to half a million dollars, 466000 to be exact, uh, on fringe science research in the hopes of someday creating an aircraft that could bend the laws of physics. The project appears to be the work of inventor Dr. Salvatore Cesar Pais, an aerospace engineer employed by the U.S. Navy. Pais has patented a number of inventions for the federal government over the last several years, most of which are based around creating a ship that is able to 
engineer the fabric of our reality at the most fundamental level. Level, level, level. As he puts it. On top of that, though, the document released to Warzone also includes researchers musing about how elements of Pais's experimental science could be converted into a quote-unquote space-time modification weapon, one that would make the hydrogen bomb seem like a firecracker in comparison. Great. Yes, uh, there's not much more there to go on regarding this nightmare science fiction abomination, but it should reassure everyone listening that the U.S. government is a force for good. Always remember, the U.S. government is a force for good. Definitely not creating doomsday weapons uh, Mm -hmm. in some dark laboratory. So my take on this is that the U.S. government just has like too much money, way too much money, and every now and then they just shovel out $400,000 to a few kooks to, you know, I don't know, remodel their kitchen or whatever. Um, TV, what what are your thoughts about uh, uh, this sci-fi mad science? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Honestly, like, this is our tax dollars. This is fucking infuriating. No, I don't like it. No. I, I feel like it's very hopeful. Jax, what do you think? Hopeful? Not hopeful? Yeah, you think um, yeah I, I would prefer them not trying to spend space time. Like, I would yeah. just prefer that. <laughs> okay, but, I mean, yes, as you I, said, uh, as you said, like, the, <laughs> the group that can't get the F-35 off the ground shouldn't. I don't know. I agree that uh, creating new space weapons or, 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 or mad science space doomsday weapons is, is probably bad. But there's something in inside me, the little boy maybe, that, that just is tickled by the idea that the government really is spending money on on this crazy shit. That, they, that, that it's a real thing. That, 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 that someone is like getting a, an expense form for, oh, space-time weapon. All right, check. And then sends the, the the check off to God knows who, you know, like this just makes me so happy. I don't know. I mean, one, why am I not in this game? I have tons of fucked up ideas. As we just heard on this segment of the show, I should be getting paid for this. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Like what 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 qualifies this asshole to get, you know, half a right. million dollars and not you? Exactly. Exactly. Probably the will to He's- create a patent. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he he. But his patents are probably shit. They probably are. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, it, it infuriates me and makes me happy all the same. So, regardless, well, here are our parting words. And the only surprise to me, to be honest with you, in GameStop, is why they have not used this ridiculous price to raise some cheap capital, as Elon Musk did in Tesla. Or the the guy that converted his AMC sure. note. So- Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jax, and Tiwi, and edited in the stillness of the encroaching night by your host. You can contact us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff. Jax can be reached at Caps Jax or five eight. Not in Captain, it's Cap Jacks. Every time. Every time. Yep. Yep. Uh, clips from the new episode will be posted to our YouTube account where you can find the full show notes, which I have not updated in God knows how long, so I don't even know why I keep putting this in there. But one day it's aspirational, <laughs> folks. It's aspirational. <laughs> if you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, 
So mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be.